Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Fighting on Film Podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies. From the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords, if it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. So welcome back everyone. Um, this is a bit of a special episode. So the other day... I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, oh, it's going to be fun. So if you remember a couple of weeks back now, we put up on the Twitter pitch perfect it was to pitch us your war movie ideas and, and we were overwhelmed um at fledgling foff studios uh, with some fantastic pitches um so we'll try and get through as many as we can some of you suggested actors some of you even suggested whole themes and, and, and plot points and everything else um, it was absolutely fantastic a couple of people threw us whole series yeah they did it was amazing i i put the tweet out thinking you know what i'll put this tweet out because i had the idea the night before i thought Everyone will have fun with this. I'll put it out and I'll let it sit and I'll come back to it because I'm working I'm working on like a fairly in-depth journal article right now. Busy boy. So I'm pretty busy. So we put this out and I thought, oh, it'd be fine. I'll come back to this later. Didn't do a thing on the on the article that day because I was too busy reading everyone's replies and reposting them and like getting, getting into it too much because it was just so interesting. Like by the end of it, I was wistful for like so many of these ideas. I was like, why haven't these been made? Like there's so much good stuff here. We had some crackers, didn't we? So we'll we'll get our pitches out of the way first. I think we're going to do like a, a special show on like war movies we we personally wish wish were made. My major one is Hill Two Three Five. That's the title, and it's the story of the Gloucesters at the Battle of Imjin River in 1951, and it, it would just basically tell the story of the battle and then the experiences the men that became Chinese POWs, which I think would be equally as interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robbie and I had like a chat about it. We thought Benedict Cumberbatch would be great as um, James Khan VC, um, the commanding officer. Yeah, he's getting a bit older, so I think he he would he'd suit it. Yeah, he'd probably fit it, wouldn't he? Mm. That's a film I think deserves to be made. That'd be good. I'd really enjoy mm. that. 
more career, more movies anyway. Definitely much needed. What's yours? Brilliant idea, Matt. Anyway, um, mine is called Raid on Battery 813. And it's a story of Lovett's number three commando and their raid on the Goebbels battery and the Diet Raid. Oof. Combined operations, Diet Raid, it's not really had a movie yet anyway. But I'd also want to involve like the, the little detachment of rangers that went with them as well. Oh, yeah, you did a video on that, didn't you? I did, yeah, yeah, on my YouTube channel. Check it out if you haven't. And I also thought Tom Hiddleston would play Lord Lovett. Oh, he'd be, yeah, he's a perfect casting. Yeah, I'm not saying he's a dead ringer, but you look bloody like him. We had so many sort of like suggestions for a Dieb, mm. and that's a good sort of like microcosm within the whole operation that you could do. Right then, let's jump into some of the listener suggestions. Yes. So first up, we've got Cold War Conversations, great pod. who uh, has their own great pod. Um, and he suggested Operation Sea Line, based on the book by Richard Cox, which in turn was based on a Sandhurst war game. I remember that, directed by the late Dr. Paddy Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could have some great characters and personal stories uh, from the book, and that would work well on the big screen. He says, "I think that's right. I think a Sea Line film would be really interesting. Be really good. I don't know whether I don't know whether he means like a what if of. I, I guess he does. You know, like how the invasion would look. It's like a longer stay in reverse. I guess." That'd be cool. You've so much in home guard. Could just oh bring up the bombard. Bring up the bombard. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely smashing the shit out of a Panzer II. <laughs> oh yeah, can you imagine a, a, a Hesh round hitting a Panzer II? My God. So uh moving on. We've got 1940 medal campaign. His um or her pitch was on the same theme. There's a great novel called All the King's Men, which imagines Britain partly occupied by the Nazis and the role of the auxiliary units, who eventually morph into a sort of British resistance, always thought it would make a good film. And uh, <laughs> I thought it'd make a good film as well. You did. I was also upset because I wrote a 10-episode ten, a ten <laughs> script of that exact thing, and now I know that someone's written a fucking book on it. I'm going to trash those scripts. Well, I mean, maybe you just need to, like, retreat it and, and you know... should pitch it to a production company because we haven't got the income to set up FOF Productions yet. I mean, we had um, uh, SSGB, which is a Len Dayton book. We did. And the BBC did a fairly lacklustre sort of adaptation of that a couple of years ago. Mm. Didn't really do much for me. No, it didn't capture me. Yeah. And there is there is um, a late 60s amateur movie that I think we're going to cover eventually. Yeah, it happened here. Yeah, It happened here, that's it, that mm. looks really great. It's sort of like a labour of love movie that was made about an occupied Britain. I think there's a is that like 20, 2013, 2012 film called Resistance. Something to look into because yeah. I, I love the idea. Like the idea of those auxiliary units because they're fascinating yeah, themselves. Really, they, yeah, there's a lot you could do there. And Lydia Jane had a, a short, succinct pitch, which was Monte Cassino directed by uh, Tika Watiti of Jojo Rabbit fame, the guy who directed that. Like some sort of action comedy. <laughs> yeah, like I, I wonder what kind of tone that would have. We had so we all. I'm saying it again, but we had so many suggestions for like Monte Cassino and, and Italian campaign. Instead of Hitler, him playing Hitler, would he play Monte Cassino? Well, the whole building, and just be like, "Stop bombing me, please." <laughs> How that would be the role of a century, literally just portraying an entire casino. Yeah. No, it's not a casino, bro. It's a monastery. It's called Monte Casino. <laughs> they're not all their plain slots, the Volsmaker, were they not? Oh my god. It was a Stop. big gamble for the 
<laughs> for the Germans. Uh, moving on. So we've got Tony Pollard, uh, historian extraordinaire. So he says, easy, Bay of Pigs, directed by Oliver Stone. I volunteer as advisor. I did ask him if he had like any events he liked to like sort of like do it. But I think what he had in mind was sort of Oliver Stone sort of like style. Mm-hmm. Like Platoon. If it's on the level of Platoon, then it'd be fucking cracking. What was that other one he did? Um, the JFK movie. Yes, That'd be JFK. great because it kind of... It, it's kind of around that, that area already, isn't it? Yeah, Obviously. yeah. Could be so prelude, it'd be interesting prelude. to sort of... Be a prelude. Mm. So it'd be really interesting to sort of get that top down. Like you combine Platoon and JFK. So you get like the the governmental side of things nice. and then the men on the ground. That'd be really interesting. That'd be good. Like because, multi-leveled. Yeah. So you've got the CIA involvement, you know, the, the Cuban uh, anti-revolutionaries and God, that'd be really interesting. Oh God, <laughs> Scott C. At mum, 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 mumpsimus. Some of the, some of your some of your Twitter handles, guys, are absolutely crazy. We're cutting this, we're cut, definitely cutting me trying to pronounce. So we've got this particular one. Mumpsim, oh, right? We'll try and do his ad. Mumpsimus, calsariticanit, canint, canit. If that's an actual name, I apologise. But at Scott C two three five. 66402 had a cracking idea for a Paddy Main movie. Yeah. And he says, you obviously get the war action and a lot that will seem outlandish to be true, but you also get him as a British lion in South Africa, his nighttime habits and how management tried to curtail them would really explain the man behind the warrior. And that was also suggested by at Lester Bandy. Um, so I'll admit, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big, I'm not reclude up on Paddy Main. Um, it's the first time I'd, I'd heard of him actually um, when you guys suggested it. So, He's a character, yeah. He's up there with Lovett, I think. Wow, okay. You know, to have a war film and have him go into the rugby thing, it's a multifaceted. You've got sports and war, you know. Founding member of the SAS and a, uh, a capped uh, British Lions player. International rugby player. There you go. Crazy. Two very um, different but also similar things of, you know, like camaraderie and all that. It'd be, it'd be quite an interesting character study, I think. Um, so uh, next we have a friend of the pod, um, Al Murray. Um co-host of uh, we have ways he just simply puts gunner milligan we had a couple of people suggesting uh spike milligan's sort of like wartime memoir be yep. uh brought to screen which is a solid idea it was attempted in the 70s with um is it jim lord i can't remember the name of the mm. chap mm. um but yeah it was attempted in the 70s i haven't seen that movie but no. some of the comments we had on it were i, th- I think it's i think it's a bit marmite a bit love hate maybe but i, I also think that now that you've got the the renewed sort of look looking back at it, into those books by contemporary comedians um and historians and now mm. we can look at it maybe more objectively than they did in the 70s um because our our understanding of the of the conflict is, has changed um for the better so maybe that now it could be really given the, a good treatment i think i think someone is trying to make those movies aren't they i, think I heard rumblings maybe Perhaps so. I think I think Milligan might have even done a couple of wartime memoirs. Yeah, he did. He did. I think it's three books. Right. Yeah. But definitely, that's a that real popular one. People, he he he's mentioned a lot. Yeah. At History Bosch, at Mosselli Madge, and Andy Hson, and they propose a fifty-second loading division, uh, Band of Brothers-esque series. Um, and it, a proposed title by Mark was Smocks, Scots, and the Dutch Countryside, which I think oh, rolls, like off that. the, That's good. rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I think you know the the love the love for the fifty second Lowland division is quite strong, especially like Andy H and he he's Andy does some cracking threads on, threads. on what the fifty second we're getting up to. And the the smock budget would be out of, out of the off the charts for that one. Oh god, yeah. I mean, I would volunteer to be an extra just to steal the the windproof. Pay me in a smock. Fifty seconds special windproof. So if I can have a smock, I'll do it for free. You could take Peter White's book with the jocks and make a really really good sort of like war movie out of that, or Band of Brothers series esque series. We had a lot of people were saying like. Band of Brother esque, almost anything will be a winner. Band of Brothers British, Band of Brothers Polish, Band of Brothers Canadian, French, yeah, anything, yeah, literally anything. And they, you could do it. You could do it for any period, time period, any sort of like topic or any operation, and it would, it would, it would work because it's a good, it's a good formula. They're the benchmark, aren't they? You know that mm. they're constantly they're twenty years old now. Band of Brothers, God, yeah, and it's still twenty-one years. Sorry, there's scope for it. There's room for it. Someone bloody make it. Now we've got. At Scander Hooligan, he proposes another series, and he says about the Falklands showing the air, land, and sea aspects. Mm. And that was also um, similar one was also suggested by at Jesus is undan. Um, and I suggested it's difficult to read out people's ats, isn't it? When it's just yeah. flows. Yeah, when you have to read them, it's a bit weird because you just click. That, that, that could be. Is it je suis? I could be je suis. Je suis undan. Jesu, Jesu is Indian. Yeah. Anyway. Jesui, I can't French. I think it might be Jesui. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but anyway. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> that's what we do. No, it's hard. I'm, I'm dyslexic and I'm struggling with this. Anyway. But Yompers, that's a good title. I like that. Yeah, Yompers. Yeah. Mm. I think that's, that'd be cool. Um, I could see like a, just sort of boots going across like a muddy. Thing. Oh, you think like the title the, sequence? Yeah, like nice. The bill. Yeah. But with commandos. Yeah, with a decent bit of theme tune behind it, yeah. Good, yeah. Not the Bill's theme tune. <laughs> the international <laughs> listeners, the Bill is a long-running British um, yeah, it was, police yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. And the intro is just policeman's feet. Walking. Anyway, but yeah, I, I remember having like a, a conversation with a couple of people on, on that thread about like, you know, films uh, or series that could be anth- anth- sort of like an anthology. It. And it could look at various yeah. different aspects of the war. So you've got the, the civilians, you've got the conscripts, you've got the the, the, the Argentine commandos, mm-hmm. you've got the, the Royal Marines, you've got the Paras, you've got the Gurkhas, you know, you've got the the, the fleet air arm, yeah, you've got the lads on the everyone. ships, you got you got this what was it like for the civilian crews on, you know, some of the ships and stuff. Yeah, so that'd be mad. You know, the crew of the Canberra, what the hell, you know, one week you're doing cruises, the next week you're you're in a war zone. I know. It's absolutely crazy. Um, but so, more needs to be made. I mean, as we saw with Ungentleman the Act, you know, there is hunger for good Falklands mm. content. And there are some great Falklands movies out there. Um, but not enough of them. It's like, it's, it's almost as bad as the Falklands. Uh, sorry, the Falklands. It's almost as bad as the Korean War. So next up, we have It's uh, Far North. Fnorf. It's Far North. Far North. See, Robbie compiled this sheet of everyone's names, but he didn't put their actual names in. He's just put their ads now. So. Well, because I thought people would know their Twitter Twitter ads more than... True. Okay. That's a good point. And equally, off. if you're listening, I assume you'd remember your own idea. Um, yes. I mean, my memory is that bad. I probably wouldn't, but yes. So he says, or they say, I should say, uh, they say uh, a movie that has almost no battle scenes, but instead focuses on what actually wins war. Material supply and logistics. 
if you must do a World War II show, how uh, show how the US supplied millions of heavy ton uh, heavy trucks and etc. to the Soviets, uh, or how the Green Zone in Baghdad was set up and supplied. Yeah, so that's like, interesting. Royal logistics called the movie. Well, there's so many elements of that yeah. you could do. You could do the Baltic convoys, which are yeah, now massively that... un- undersung. Yeah, uh, you could do the, like you could do a film on crap game, <laughs> and you know about about being in a logistics depot. That's about that's probably about as close as anyone has called crap game from is. Kelly's yeah. Heroes. Yeah, um, but yeah, that'd be really interesting. Apocalypse Now, where they go to the quartermaster to get stuff. Think so. Yeah. Yeah. Quartermaster scenes are always just like a, an opportunity to like show gear though, aren't they really? They pretty much are. Yeah. That's all it is. Or show how cranky the quartermaster is. Yeah. Usually. Something about forms. Mm. No, there's <laughs> definitely there's definitely traction. Imagine like a series, I mean, get off topic, but imagine a series of like the, the guys in the Dakotas trying to supply the lads in the, the jungles. All that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Or bailing airlift. Yeah. Yeah. Or RAF, RAF helicopter crews in Borneo. At Beverly Palin and at Am Hopcroft, they say, I'd love to see something done around Frey Bentos. One hell of a story. I know there was a short film made years ago, but it's crying out for more. And they don't mean a pie. <laughs> they mean the tale of the, the Mark I tank that got bogged down. Um, yep. I think it was got bogged down in no man's land. and It, it did, yeah. It got stuck in a, in a crater and the, the crew had to defend itself against it. yeah. German attacks. Yeah, and that that would make a great. It's like Fury, basically. I think that's where they got the. I end. think I think a lot of people were saying, and it might might actually be right that Fury was based on Frey Bentos. Frey Bentos, yeah. To a to a degree. It's a great, which name, makes great sense. <laughs> if they shoot it as well as they did that end scene, yeah. that end battle in Fury, which it's is great. beautifully shot, doesn't matter like how it stands up militarily or no. historically. Beautifully shot, like the cinematography mm. on that. Yeah, Trace of fire was was gorgeous. Really nice. But that would be that would be phenomenal. I would look. I, I need to dig up that short film. I, I haven't seen that in a long while, but I do think there is one out there. Yeah, I've not seen uh, it. But yeah, no. I so Frey Bentos. Obviously, it's named after the port in South America where the meat came from. Corn beef, for yeah. Bully beef, etc. And that's they thought that the crew of the tank thought. We're in a big tin can, just like the meat, yeah. so why not? Great. Um, it's the best name for a tank I've ever heard. It I is. Think. And I think it was Beverly. She also suggested that um, uh, the a tortoise uh, is, is, is named after the tank, Frey Bentos. Brilliant. What great and, name for a tortoise. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, she said she'd like um, she'd like to put up uh, Frey Bentos, her... her uh, Tortoise, not the, the tank itself, for the starring role in a film about Torty, the tortoise from Gallipoli. Wow. Who I, I believe is still alive. I think he's in like a, a, a zoo in Glasgow. I think. Oh my God. <laughs> I think he's the last surviving like veteran of Gallipoli. Gallipoli veteran. Yeah. That's mad. Honestly, I do. I think that's right. Look that up. Well, that I assume that would be animated, like the um, Stubby, the, the dog film that came out a few years ago. Just gonna make sure I'm correct on that. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, he's he still alive. Bloody hell. Where is he though? I think is he live? Where does he live? He's still at Gallipoli. Man, no, he's still. not. He's not in Glasgow. He's in New Zealand. Apologies. He gets around. Bloody hell. I don't want to erase like his his story. Sorry, I didn't know. Fucking tortoise survived Gallipoli. Still fucking alive. I was like, what the fuck? 
That's mad. Imagine the shit that tortoise has seen. Yeah. He's two hundred. He's tortoise. He's two hundred. He lives in a zoo in in uh, New Zealand. Is it tortoise that survived the First World War, the Second World War? Sorry, she tortoise is a, is a lady Sorry, tortoise. She, she survived the First and Second World Wars and the Cold War. Yeah, that's crazy. Make that as a fucking film. That's blew my mind. Um, but moving on. <laughs> At JS. How can you move away from Torty? That's I don't insane. know how we can't, can't be anyway. anyway. <laughs> At GS Swinborn says the Zebruga raid, 11 VCs before breakfast. Oh, Zebra could be great. Yeah. 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 And uh, we suggested the title of Citations Before Serial. You suggested that. I, suggested I had nothing it. to do with that. I'm, I'm an ideas man. I'm not. Take your credit for that one. I'm not a logistics man. I'm an ideas man. Adam Flat. Five suggested the Abin box uh, from yes. the um, from the Burma uh, Northeast India campaign. Mm. Um, giving yeah, that work, giving proper props to the Indians. That yes. would be very important. That'd be really good. Yeah, you could, you could use James Holland's um, Burma Forty Four as a as a jumping off. Honestly, there. like I would love to see anything about that entire campaign Definitely. because you know the, you got the, you have the Forgotten Army, you have. Um, all of those battles, like, Arakan. Uh, exactly. It, Japan invaded India. Like that's yeah. in, that's great. It's insane. Yeah. And how more people don't know that? I don't know. If we don't make movies of it, and I, I, I think I argued this on um, one of uh, Paul's live streams ages mm. ago um, last year, and I was like, we're getting towards a period now where less young people are reading books, or they're not reading books about uh, history. Um, as a wide scale as they perhaps were making mm. movies keeps it like it it's a different in the popular consciousness doesn't yeah, it? that's it yeah and it's you know it's a more accessible medium mm. i think than books books are quite scary lots of words oh my gosh not no pictures <laughs> but no but see that you know if you make a movie about it you go oh you want to know about burma stick this movie on you want to know about what happened at omaha beach you put the first 10 minutes of Sam Pryor Ryan on because you can see it. You can hear it. It, 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 it. And hopefully it makes them want to read a book. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that's, that's why I always think about war movies. Like I always think a good war movie makes you want to read about it. There you go. Read about what it's portraying. Go away and learn more. And I think mm -hmm. a movie like that about the, you know, the Abin box would, would really help the memory of these guys as well, because they, so fucking brave you know they they the hardships they i wonder if any indian movies have been made about it we'll have to look mm. i know they make a lot of movies about um the war of independence yeah their their war with uh pakistan etc and that's it some stuff like that but yeah i wonder i bet they have i hope they have yeah we'll have to seek them out if they have let us know for fans hmm Next one is from Calais From, uh, which reads, okay, this will be a monster. So that sounds good. Uh, it's the Siege of Cawnpaw, ooh, uh, seen from the eyes of General, General Wheeler's daughter inside the entrenchment. Movie starts in 1909 with a Catholic priest called to give last rites to an old lady in the bazaar. As she lays dying, she tells of the siege, the capture, and her life afterwards. Uh, and with Nicole Kidman in the starring role. There you go. So that, that, that I like that. So it's like a 1900, she's getting the last right. So it's almost like 
um, the man who would be king. Yes. In that respect. So it's a bit Kipling. So it, like he's recounting the story after the fact. I like that. Mm. Anything from the the, uh, the Indian Mutiny would be interesting. The Uprising, that'd be really interesting. I can think of only two films that have ever touched on it. There's a Rock Hudson movie where he plays an English officer and they it sort of like uses the... Mm-hmm. Um, the mutinies as a plot point, yeah, and the controversy over what the cartridges were were coated in, and then there's an Errol yep. Flynn movie about the Charge of the Light Brigade called Charge of the Light Brigade, and it begins in uh, India about an Indian uprising, and yep. it's basically what they it's, it's it's this is like total like 1930s Hollywood, they take the Indian uprising. And then put it before the Crimean War, which is not chronologically yeah, correct. It's not right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what they did for for cinematic purposes. So the the big enemy in um, Charge of the Light Brigade isn't the Russians; it's the Indian ringleader from an uprising in India. It's very confusing, but it's it it's a film we need to cover on the pod because we we definitely need to do uh, a look at the two charge light brigade films because they are kind of unusual the only time I, well the first time i learned about the, the indian mutiny was from a commando book so oh, really when I, yeah when i was like when i was young was it set during it yeah yeah or, or it had a, a flashback to it i remember there being okay. a bit about it, mm. where the guy was saying oh coated the cartridges in, in um pig fat or something mm. and then there, there, there was like an uprising i remember it quite it was one of it was one i liked i think i used to read a lot of them over mm. over. um so yeah, we've got uh, at just RVB. He says Charles McDonald's Company Commander. So that that would be a, an ad- adaptation of the book, yeah. then. I assume so. I haven't yeah. read Company no, Commander. Actually, I haven't. I'm aware of it. Using those books that are well revered, turning them into films should be a no-brainer, really. Mm. And I'll throw a, a, an adaptation to the ring that I would absolutely adore to see. Would be Warriors for the Working Day. Yes. Mm. someone make that comets you go from shermans to comets in it i mean that's all you need david piper's trial by battle would be good too yes i think we need a show on adaptations we do we really do i think that's what we need to do um paul paul pow what a great app that's really good uh suggests uh, captain charles open vc and bar now that would be a film yes just on on charles Upham's like exploits that would be insane be really good just just more vc winners just getting films would be brilliant because hmm. every every one of their stories inspires is inspiring and and absolutely crazy you know to think that someone actually did that human being did those things that human beings do is always incredible well i mean an open film would see him go from greece to north africa and then his time as a pow as well crazy so the that scale. would be i think he was in cold it's if memory serves oh, wow so that would be that would be a hell of a film think of the scale yeah i think that's i think that's what holds back a lot of the not saying the bad ideas at all but thinking as a with my fourth studio executive cap on the scale guys i think that that hollywood budget would be exhausted for some of these but i'd love to see it happen you know I mean, maybe the New Zealand government can get involved and, and kind of push that one, perhaps. Yeah, it probably could. Yeah. 
so at David Rees Jones uh, about the 51st Highland Regiment in 1940 France shows a different aspect to the retreat from France. Agreed. I think um, it's great. It needs to be done. A film about the guys held up at Calais, a last stand film, mm. um, would be great. So that's not that's not the only only suggestion no. we've had about the 51st either, is it? No, it's I not. I think we'll come on to that one later. More French army representation as well, because they, they fought bloody mm. bravely and they get a short shrift. I know. All you got from Dunkirk was like some surly looking French fellas and a guy that didn't speak for the whole film. <laughs> yeah. Which... Mm. And Harry Quayle going, oh, he smells of sauerkraut sauce. Oh God, don't. You mug. Anyway, <laughs> next up we've got we've got Argoff Thomas, uh, who says, I'm biased, but I don't think there are enough cavalry or armoured films. I'd love to see something on the 14-nil tank battle outside of Basra in 2003, or 73 Easting. Mm-hmm. Das Boot style from the turret. Oh, I like that. From the turret. Ooh. Nice. That would be that would be that'd be a hell of a yeah. At Sav Money 1.0. He says, Battle of Ortona, a.k.a. Canada's Stalingrad. Dug in Fauchemjäger versus battle-hardened Canadian troops. Mouse-holling. Oh, yeah, mouse-holling Canadians. Yes. Who wouldn't want to see that? Who wouldn't? Um, Christmas dinner a few blocks from the front. Title, Ortona. Perfect. Brilliant. What more do you need than Ortona? I think, did he did he mention that sort of like Ortona's up there with, with Stalingrad, like in... For, in the uh, the Canadian consciousness, yep. I remember someone talking to someone about that, um, and I thought, well, that's true. Yeah, like it's it's right up there with what is in you know Canadian military memory. Anything Italian campaign, yeah, yeah, it yeah just, definitely. It's underdone. It really is undercooked. And like Prima Soul Bridge as well. Yeah, moving on to that, which um, mostly Mage or Madge. Mostly magic. Mark and Sam the dog. Um, he's on Twitter as well. Suggest a, a prima soul bridge the movie. Bridge the movie. That'd be good. I mean, yeah, more some pre sort of pre forty four. Um, anything pre forty four uh, parachute regiment would be really nice mm. to see. Paratrooper with Alan Ladd. That covers it. Um, but that's it's not a great film. It's it's good because it has like you know early parachute regiment in it, but it's. That's an odd one. We'll come back to that on the pod, I think. And we end up having a battle in a quarry. So now we've got um, Lee Watts, um, at Lee Watts 3110. Operation Mayhem, ex-platoon, British para-pathfinders in Sierra Leone, 2000. 26 men in a 16-day siege. Largely untold story deserved to have more told about it. Adapted from the book Operation Mayhem. I hadn't heard of it, I'll no, be honest. I not either, but the, the book looked great. I did look it up and I thought, wow, what, mm. well, yeah, why haven't I heard about this? And then obviously it got overshadowed by Afghanistan and then Iraq. Yeah. So we, we regularly forget about like the operations in Sierra Leone. But I know we were there, I just don't know a lot about it. And again, a siege film. Everyone loves a siege film. Everyone loves a siege film. They are good. Uh, we've got Nick Hewitt, four, mm-hmm. who suggested uh, Battle of the Barents Sea. A uh, small Royal Navy force sees off a stronger enemy force through daring and bluff. Definitely up for that one. I think the heyday for Royal Navy movies was probably like the 50s, 40s. Late, it was. 50s, late 40s, 50s was definitely yeah. like when we were getting those like Sink the Bismarck. 
One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Fucking those kind of movies but at World War 2 talk band of tommies in the desert/africa. Yeah. Andy narrative umbrella of a sweeping campaign, very true. So many possible individual strands. Distinct lack of modern treatments, very true. And we suggested the title, The Desert Rats. Simple. Like Matildas to Crusaders to Grants, Sherman's right at the end with the Americans coming in. And I think that's why Banner Brothers works so well, because you're sweeping through. You have the sort of the progression there. And I think that the, the desert campaign would really suit that. Yeah. You know, you could film it practically anywhere if there's a desert. So, you know, you could... True, yeah, it's it true. It would be easier to shoot than most of these, I assume. It's kind of bizarre. Like, when, when we're going through these, it makes you realise, like, how few aspects of the war are actually adapted into movie form. And if it is, it always seems to be, like, safe bets, you know. Stuff that they think people will want. A hundred movies on Normandy, and there's maybe, like, three on Dunkirk. Now we've got... At Charlie E5, I'd love to see a biopic on Frank Maxwell VC. Wins a VC during the Boer War, becomes Kitchener's ADC with 12 Middlesex in World War One. 18th Div, take all objectives, 1st July. And Maxwell is instrumental in taking Treenswood and Thiepval. Killed by a sniper as a Brigadier General during 30th. I would suggest the title for that just be Maxwell VC. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be I'd great be up for that. Imagine, mm. winning, imagine like being fighting the bulls, the being in trench warfare. That must be well. Ima- this is this is something I always wonder about. Like, imagine being at Omdurman, which is like a year before yeah. the Boer War, going from Omdurman to the Boer War to World War One. Must have been insane. Like, that, you just can't imagine like no. the that progression. Mm. And that's really interesting. Like, there's there's so many brigadier generals. Like, a lot of brigadier generals were killed at the front because they were they were up front leading. Yeah, they were. Yeah, you know, uh, Russ Burgos suggests King Col, the story of the last all horse operation in British military history, as Brigadier James Kingstone leads a column from Haifa to Mandatory Palestine through Rutbar, Habania, and Fallujah during the Rashid Ali uprising in Iraq in 1941. Now that's a bit of history that is not yes ever seen on screen or really even covered in documentaries. It'll be interesting because of where it's set, not not just because of the story. It'll be like doubly, you know, if they made a movie about the Madagascar invasion of the Madagascar Islands, that'd be crazy. Mm. Things things like that. I think they've they've got more legs because then a studio can go, oh, you're like, no one's made a film there. Like, come on, we'll go and do that. True. So at Cap. CPN Slow, Captain Slow, not um, James May. <laughs> um, <laughs> he says, Charlie's War, adapted for screen. And uh, I suggested that it would be an, an animated adaptation. 
would you go CGI or would you go hand drawn? Or hand drawn, hand drawn yeah. that doubt. Um, you know, because because the I agree the art of the the, the graphic novels. But if it was awful. if it was CGI like the Tintin movie, then that would be okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll see you. Because I thought I was going to hate the Tintin movie because it wasn't hand drawn, and I actually quite like it. Like I wish they'd get on with that sequel. But okay. Yeah, that would be really interesting because Charlie got all over the place. He did. If, memory, he? if my memory serves. Done, I think. <laughs> I think it was. It was a, a story on the bit. Jesus. Yeah. And track coming down the fucking road. Um, <laughs> Hit it with the bazooka. Yeah, fucking movie on. Um, him would have been good. Ian Yule, the movie. Um, <laughs> I always thought Commando Book should have started to release like animated show. Yeah, I mean that format would really work. I think yeah, it would. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know what I've not done it. Probably money. It always is. That's always the thing. Money, it's that big thing. At Scott Miller and um, at Make MCR, there could be so many subjects, but some kind of British band of brothers again. It's a winning series. It's a winning formula. I know uh, Pegasus Bridge. I know there've been many versions of it, but nothing co- comes close to band's production values, in my opinion. You're not wrong. Mm. You're not wrong, Scott. I mean, true. We keep coming back. Everyone keeps coming back to it. You know, we have ways. There, st- people are still watching that with them. Twenty years later, it's got legs, isn't it? It's true. A uh, friend of the show, Chasmina, is well up for doing a Pegasus Bridge movie. Really is. And and voice of the Alley Tally jingle, everyone. I think that would be great. I would, I would definitely love to see a Pegasus Bridge movie. What happened? Um, just, was... just anything on Tonga, really up Tonga. That would be really interesting. Would be great. What happened to that Pegasus movie that was coming out? Did it not? Well, I think it sort of morphed into an idea for a series called Paratrooper, where they'd like look at all of the paratrooper ops in World War Two. Ah, be good. And then it's sort of they they did a little bit of like unit two shooting for a market garden app or show. And then or it could be wrong, it could be two different projects, but I know that the paratrooper show was going to cover Pegasus as well. Right. Um, but it just ground to a halt because they couldn't get the backing. Oh, that's a shame. Mm. The thing is, because it's such a I don't get it, because there's an audience for it. Like you always everyone always says we want more para stuff we want more this we want more well i know like how many people listen to our podcast how many people listen to we have ways how many people listen to history hack and all the other yeah like world war ii podcasts and all that and cold war conversations you know yeah like how many of the people listening to those like tens of thousands of people would love to see films like these made yeah yeah even if it was crowdfunded you know if you had a i always think if you had a serious project that you could be like, look, if you give us the money, we can make it like tomorrow. Mm. Yeah, I know, like in a COVID world, it's hard. But if you could, come, if you could come to a crowdfunding website and go, look, we have the, we have the means, we don't have the money. Yeah. Then I think you would, people would give. I give. I mean, hell, it's almost to do it. We'll be your official. We'll review it. You know, we'll we'll make behind the scenes <laughs> stuff. I'm not, I'm just saying, you know, if you if it's ever going to be done, yeah, you've got I mean, the audience out. I don't know why, you know money again probably always is so uh another friend of the show um, darren little um he says uh, the battle of hill 170 uh kangor burma january 1945 three three commando brigade yep three commando brigade thank you um, <laughs> grandfather was there with number one army commando wow um defending the point brighton against an overwhelming japanese force in the arakan campaign Lieutenant Nolan VC earned for repelling the enemy. 
See, that's that's just actions in Burma that no one knows about. That sounds like a phenomenal story. When I know uh, Darren shares um, some things about, I think about the Battle of One Seventy on his Twitter. Mm. So if you're not following, go and go and follow him and check it out. I mean, it's yeah, I've seen him mention his grandfather a number of yeah. times, and it's always interesting. Yeah, yeah, friend of the family was a, a commando in Burma as well, and he really, yeah, ah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, but all the, all those lads, you know, they they need they need a bloody movie you know, to, to sort of mm. help the general consciousness. Sort What's of the closest we've got? Um, bridge over the River Kwai when there's some commandos trying to blow yeah. the bridge at the end. There's a, I think there's a Kahima film. In fact, that leads us in nicely to our next suggestion from Paul over at uh, World War Two TV, who suggests simply Kahima. Kahima, yep. We agree, Paul. Definitely yeah. could be done, you know. Kahima, Imphal, any of those. All of them. Yeah. Needs yeah, to be I'd done. watch them all. Charles Cresswell uh, says, how about a film about the modern soldier set in the year 2020 and the obstacles they face to go out and have a pint? The pub, the title could be called A Pub Too Far. Should help sell the idea. Now, I think I can I can see I can see what Charles getting at there. Mm-hmm. And I think the modern soldier's battle against the COVID pandemic would be definitely film worthy, maybe in a deco- decade or so. That'd be interesting. You could get like a real soldier soldier vibe out of that. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be cool, actually. Yeah. You know, you could have a series about like, because I've got a friend, I won't name him, but I've got a friend who was in serving and he's he's retired now, but he's come back in to help the COVID stuff. Has he? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So why couldn't Robson and Jerome <laughs> reprise their roles? Yeah, at a depot, at like a depot getting, getting PPE and vaccines yeah. out to people. That, that might make like a good, a good sitcom-y sort of vibe. By the way, guys, if you aren't British or went around in like the nineties, yes, Soldier Soldier is a uh, like a sitcom type show set in the like British Army drama. in the nineties. Yeah, comedy drama. Yeah. yeah, haven't seen that in years actually. They were number one, weren't they? As well, they got a number. Yeah, one they had, they covered like Unchained Melody or something. That's like, it. yeah, they they could break into like song think, while they're handing out vaccines. I think that idea that, that Charles has got there actually would really be really good. Yeah, yeah. even if you. I thought about. I know it. he's joking, but I think you could definitely. No, I think do it's actually a really, really good idea. But even if you did it, <laughs> you could do it as a verbatim piece where you take interviews from everyone who's involved and you mm-hmm. make the script out of the interviews. Mm-hmm. So everything you say is is testimony and first-hand accounts. Yeah, that might be really interesting because the joke would be that they never get to go for the pint because by the time that they've got the time, the lockdowns changed or the rules have changed and they can't leave the barracks for a pint and the mess can't open because the mess is technically a bar or something, you know, that, that the whole joke would be, they never get to have the pint. I think that would be quite funny. It would. Yeah. I like, I really like that one. I really, I really think that's got legs. Um, ITV. Oh you. yeah. ITV would lap that up. ITV yeah. would love that. They get John Thompson in it. It'd be great. Like cold feet, but this, it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anyone not from the UK. And that is under the age of twenty is going to have no idea what any any of that was. There, Soldier Soldier and Cold Feet, just nineties sitcoms on ITV. So next up, we've got Mosquito nineteen forty cracking at um, one about the Malaya the Malaya emergency seems to be overlooked event of the Cold War. Damn right it is. That Damn is a straight. really overlooked event. Mm-hmm. Probably even more overlooked than Korea. Mm. Getting a lot of good stuff on it on Twitter at the moment, though. 
with mm, uh, I think it's having a bit of a renaissance. There's some is. really good books out there on Malaya mm. and Borneo. Really, oh yeah, really good. I mean, it's it's uh, it's almost probably a cheap comparison, but it is Britain's Vietnam. For some reason, we haven't fully sort of explored it as a country either. Really, I don't think we've really. No, I don't think we've fully appreciated like how many servicemen sort of like did national service in Malaya and Borneo, etc. Yeah, they're forgotten. They really are forgotten conflicts. Mm. You can't really, you can't say fairer than that. You know, it's um, but then the kit as well, the, the kit on display. People would love to see Owen guns and Owen guns, Stenmark fives going through to a Sterling number fours and number fives going through to SLRs. Just talk. I'm just talking about guns again because that's all I know about. <laughs> Sterling book available in all good bookshops. <laughs> there is a section on Malaya. Um, uh, Campbell Box says, I'd like to see an LRDG film, maybe based on A Good Clean Fight by Derek Robinson, which has a great Desert Air Forces component too. Totally get behind that. LRDG mm. film. Be good. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like two two films about the LRDG. Sea of Sand. We've, we, yeah, we mentioned Sea of Sand in our first uh, show and tell, didn't we? That needs a full episode. That's a good film, actually. Definitely uh, get around Desert to Desert Rats or Desert Patrol? I think like I think that. that Desert Rats is a separate one. And and Sea of Sand was also Desert Patrol. But there is a Michael Caine film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's based on a book by Xeno, isn't it? Dirty, Play Dirty? Dirty play, yeah, I think that's something. it. I think that's it. I think mm. Play Dirty. Someone should make Zeno's The Cauldron into a book, into a film. What's that about? Well, it's um, it's um, a fiction piece about Arnhem, but written right. by a guy who was in, I think he was, oh. in, he was in Paratroops, I think. It's a massive, like the We Have Ways pod did a audio book of it when the first lockdown happened. Ah, okay. Um, and I learned of it from that, and it's become very difficult to buy because of the pod, because um, everyone's trying to get a copy. Mm. Um, but that... You know, I mean, I'm sure with the crossover between our pod and theirs, listener base is quite good. So I, I they probably know. Yeah, they'll know about that. Yeah, no, but that make a cracking adaptation. No, that um, does sound just, good. Anything about Arnhem done properly would be great. We love a bit of Arnhem action, and then we've got uh, Rob Ship, and, and his is a his is a, like I think it's a bit of a, I think it's it's a like play on play on Patton's name, isn't clever. it? Clever. It's called Patton mm. down the hatches. We follow an increasingly fur- frustrated and furious General Patton as he commands his paper army prior to Overlord. Gary Oldman returns as Churchill. No tube scene. Brian, <laughs> Cran- <Yeah>. <laughs> Brian Cranston is Ike, and Danny DeVito is General Patton. <laughs> wow. Can I that's, offer a, you, that's a casting. Can I offer you an infantry division in this trying time? <laughs> now, that would be brilliant. So does, I assume this is... Like this is film now. <laughs> I think Danny DeVito is in his seventies, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I think he's, he's breaching it. Yeah, better get it made soon. Like, yeah, I think Danny might be a touch too short for Patton. I want a shot of him trying to climb into a Sherman. <laughs> that would be so funny. Someone just, and then one of his aides just brings over a little step ladder. That'd be brilliant. So I assume this is pitched as a comedy. But Brian Cranston is like I can kind of see actually. The veto is bad. would be brilliant. Right. Next up, we've got Black Rat 1973. And, and they say, I'd like to see a movie of the story of the British Battalion of the International Brigade. Oh, I like this. Mm. You could bring in the other units like the Abraham Lincoln Brigade. The Spanish Civil War was the start of the, World War, of the worldwide fight against fascism. 
great men and great deeds. Yes. Or if that would that be the title? Do you think? Great yeah, men, I think great so. Deeds? Great men, great deeds. Mm. That would be really interesting because the only film of that you've really got um, people fighting fascism in the in the Spanish Civil War that oh, in this country at least is um, Land and mm. Freedom by Ken Loach. Yep. Um, and that is re- it's a good film. We will do it on the pod. Um, I really, mm. really want to cover it. It's on the list, it, the ever-growing list. Yeah. The issue with that is it borrows heavily from um, Homage to Catalonia. Mm. I, I mean, I enjoyed I enjoyed Homage to Catalonia. I think it's a good book. Got it. A caveat to that, though, there's a couple of really interesting um, training films for the Home Guard that include um, Canadian veterans of the Spanish Civil War. Oh, wow. And he's training them. He's in the film. And he's training them how to throw grenades and to take on tanks. Is that a new DVD you bought? It is. That's got a very, very cool Home Guard DVD. Yeah, it's full of Home Guard training training videos. It's great. Um, but yeah, so I that's that's interesting. Yeah, I like that. caveat there. But that is that, that would make a good film. I think anything about the Spanish Civil War would be interesting, to be honest. I saw some of their banners at the People's Museum in Manchester a little while ago, I think. That, that was great to see. So now we've got Cy Posty. Um, he's a fan of the pod. This is a mammoth pitch. Yeah, this is... Cy didn't just he didn't just pitch a movie. He pitched a thesis. Um, he gave us he gave us scenes and, and a sort of... So he said he pitches us a whole opener. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll do my serious talking voice. As German planes bomb Dunkirk Beach, a soldier is thrown into the air. Then money blows across the sand from his uniform. An unpopular corporal dashes to him and can be seen in whispered conversation before the soldier dies of his injuries. The soldier describes an officer with money strewn on the floor and a locked safe. Will Germans find it first? Can he get here and back? Can, can he get there and back before the last ship? He must leave the beach without others knowing. One has already took a pot shot at him, but who? He must go alone, now, safe amid the enemy. You have the safe, obviously, plus the fact he cannot trust a handful of men under him. Oof. It's like a bit of a, bit of a high... Safe bit amid a... the enemy, I like that. Yeah. That's a good play on words. So we've got, we've got a bit of a Kelly's Hero bank heist mm. vibe going on here. French Franks. Where, yeah. where some Fren- French Franks are going to be liberated from... German occupation. I don't know. I sort of have an image of someone like running up the mole with a with a bag full of French francs trying to jump on the last ship or something. Yeah, like a duffel full of it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. And his, you know, his mates on, but his other friend is like watching. He's like, "Come on!" You know, and they like they jump, trying to jump over. You know, that'd be cool. That's interesting. That would be cool. I like it. Got like a, a bit of a caper, like a caper vibe to it. Yeah, it's a cracker that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What well on side? We like that one. So we've got at Alan Jones QPM. Who suggests a Battle of Taranto movie. Yes. No, no plot ideas or title no. uh, on, on the tweet, but he does mention a remake of the Sharp series with a bit more cash behind it. Interesting. Interesting too. You're going to get Sean Bean back for that? He's a bit old I think now. we'll do a whole series on like book adaptations. I think that's going to be a whole show on that would be great. To- cover shot because i've only seen one of them yeah you definitely need to, need to watch the rest of them yeah no. they're really long <laughs> they're not robbie they're an hour and like 20 minutes long 
It's a long time. What is wrong with your attention span? I haven't got one. <laughs> um, but yeah, a Battle of Taranto movie would be phenomenal, actually. It would be brilliant. Swordfish. Yes, please. Mm. Any of those, like, sort of, like, early British Royal Navy, like, carrier actions would be interesting. Like, it's just so damn impressive, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Like, wasn't it with the guy, one of the guys, when he said when he, when he dropped the torpedo, he felt the spray come off it or something? Yeah. Oh, crazy. Uh, and then we have Otto von Kismar, one. Yep. Who suggests another Royal Navy uh, idea. How about the story of the destroyer HMS Glowworm takes on Hipper alone, rams the Hipper, and the German captain recommends Glowworm Skipper receives the VC. That's our rest. Brilliant, isn't it? Imagine being that good of a captain that the other captain like, gave him a fucking medal. <laughs> Honestly, that would be a phenomenal film. Like, I think film. Be brilliant. I think he was the... Um, I think his VC, he does get a VC in the end. He is the earliest VC action, but it was awarded post-war. Right. But yeah, no, it's it's a phenomenal... Like that, if you read about that action, it's really, really interesting. So like they open up on them like at close range, and then they try to make, uh, make smoke and, and sort of like move out of contact. But the the I think I think Hipper followed them through their smoke, right? Um, instead of you know backing off as well, yeah. And you know they tried to try to get um, a last salvo of, of torpedoes over the side, but they couldn't. So he decided to ram it. And he, he did really damage Hipper actually. Like right. Hipper had, I think Hipper actually did have to return to port for repair. Brave, isn't it? All these little VC actions and the bravery in it is just it's crazy. Lieutenant it? Commander Jared Bromide Roop, good name would be would be the the uh, the star on that one. I think at Kilo Delta Papa, he says, "How about a TV series on the Greek campaign? I'm pretty sure mm. there were some British Commonwealth troops who arrived in Greece in November 1940." fought with the RAF against the Italians, then fought a running battle against the Germans, then evacuated to Crete, then fought the famous battle only to be evacuated again. Early wartime Athens, with clubs and cabarets full of German tourists, romanced, lots of action on the ground, in the air and at sea, politics, it has everything. Not many movies cover this particular theatre. Very true. Very, Very true. true. Yeah, I like it. It's good. So you'd have a little bit of like a Casablanca theme feel. Hmm. Uh, in Athens, and then you'd have obviously the campaign in uh, in Greece and Crete. Wow! Especially the um, Italian invasion of Greece and all that sort of thing. That'd mm. be really interesting. You know, the the, the that whole um, fiasco. Really interesting. Oh, you'll like this next one, Rob. Ooh. The sequel to Kelly's Heroes from Vokta yes. uh, Bubba Forty Five says we follow the characters through the war to see how it ends for them and how they spend their share of the gold. Yes, um, me and uh, Chaz Mina got into a bit of a what ifs thing on uh, Twitter the other day. Um, no, I think it made, I think it would have made for a great sequel. I, I, it's a shame they didn't do one or at least write a novel or what about what happened. I really think a bit like happened. a MASH-esque TV yeah, it'd show. Have been funny. You know, you could have had them all just like having failing businesses and possibly coming together for another heist or something. I don't know. Hmm. Or, I, I even thought maybe they could go and try and steal, find and then re-steal the German tank crew's gold, like when they're all retired sort of thing. 
like a sort of he's really successful let's go and rob him because he's the only one that invested his money or something or the German tank commander yeah like go and find him after the war in like East Germany or something I don't know it'd just be funny like it could be good like a fun romp you could have a little Cold War romp yeah like, yeah yeah sort of like like, a... the, like the the Soviets confiscated his share of the gold yeah, yeah it's all in like and it's gold. on a train back to Moscow and they have to like steal it that'd yeah, be fun rescue him and they're like the tiger tank come back into play but quite funny <laughs> smashing through the bank <laughs> and then James Adkin he says and lastly doubt it would make commercial success but very little made of Boer War actions very true agreed uh, James also suggested a uh, something about the siege of Quebec yes in uh, 1759 that would be really interesting yeah there are not many I was surprised to see not as many um, like pre sort of 1880s sort of suggestions actually it's quite interesting mm-hmm. see what people are interested in I think a Blenheim film would be brilliant um, yeah I've, so few people realise how important and huge Blenheim was as a battle read um, All the King's Men by um, Saul David great book mm. lastly we have an epic treatment from David Reese jones yep who tweeted us a full treatment really uh, in depth episodes sort of breakdown of a seven or eight episode series about the uh, the highland division mm-hmm. and he he suggests a, a feature length series because you know there's far too much to cover about you know just one movie um, about the 51st Highland Division and the Battle of France in 1940, which would be absolutely fascinating, I think. Um, he says, there's so much you could do. Uh, it would be like a band of brothers bought three or four episodes. Well, as the thread developed, it certainly went beyond three or four. Definitely Ep 1, uh, maybe departing from Southampton till Havre, uh, the French welcoming them, and then to the phony war on the start of the distant sounds of war. I really he says, Ep 2, not knowing what's happening, holding the line, pulling out of the Maginot line, uh, the cutoff from Dunkirk, and they're in a race to get into a defensive position uh, before being overrun by the Germans. Uh, so he also says that that could be episode three, and then you could do a separate episode on the phony war for episode two. That's right. Um, for episode four, he suggests uh, a sort of like a more detailed look at the Argyll and Sutherland Highlanders yep. and the, um, the battle with the Germans taking huge losses and the chaos of being left and forgotten, uh, perhaps ending with Churchill's speech on the 4th of June. Episode five would be the rest of the division fighting alongside the French and Charles de Gaulle, what Churchill and the war cabinet were doing to help get the 51st back. So now we go to the war cabinet and Mm. we see all of that political aspect, which is where his series really starts to get multifaceted. Um, so then episode six, being captured, seeing the impact of families, then bringing in General Fortune and uh, the tensions with the French High Command as the Germans squeeze the pocket smaller. Love it. And then episode seven, you could split six and seven with the retreat into St. Valerie and Velliers Les Roses. So you could you could do like little microcosmal like so like looks at units and stuff. I think he's getting out there. Mm. And then the last episode, he says, I'm really unsure but maybe a, uh, something about Sergeant Charlie Fullerton and Corporal Bill Grant and the final surrender and the escape from France, with it moving to 1945 and the 51st March in victory into Bremerhaven, the end. And then he says, a title, They Were Forgotten. Hmm. I really, I love that. I love the scope of that. 
because it's not only like a forgotten story, but it you could easily make it into an anthology and have like a a couple of episodes about you know life as a prisoner of war. Yeah, I mean, even covering like the the fact that the British there were British troops on the Maginot Line, mm. like that that would be a great episode. You know, we've got Band of Brothers, we've got the Pacific. We don't have a British series like that. No, it's a real shame that hadn't been made because there's there's the actors there. There's so many successful British TV and film actors that would jump at this. You know, yeah, th- that treatment there is more than enough, and it shows that you know I think one. It shows that the the Foff fans are really fucking well read. <laughs> Some things <laughs> I'd never even heard of. Like, well yeah, done, everybody. Very true. Um, and two, you know, people want these stories told. Just reading through that thread and reading through them again here, it just makes me so like wistful. It does, doesn't it? You know, it just makes me wish that these ideas were actually going to come to fruition. Hopefully, mm. you know, at some point, someone will pick up Hopefully. some of these or something similar. And we'll get great films about India or the Greece uh, campaign or, mm. you know, the campaign in North Africa or, you know, the Boer War or yeah. the Seven Years War. You know, all these massive, yeah, like, all these, yeah, really world-changing big. events that happened that just, you know, haven't been covered. I didn't for a minute think that we'd get the response we did. And I think we could do more like this. I think everyone that's sort of made a suggestion probably has, like, three or four others. Definitely. You know, or, you know, there's loads of people that haven't, chimed in yet so maybe we'll do another one of these yeah, down the line and i think me and matt were going to do a um a proper sort of have a pitch then actually describe your movie from start to finish sort of thing with actors and yeah set pieces and things like that a proper sort of um treatment um just just sort of our own movie so maybe you'll have hill um 235 and uh on battery 813 the the episodes um but i'll be making some um fake posters up for for promo of this so hopefully your your suggestion gets a poster um i can't wait to see some of these yeah they're really they're really fun um, i used the, just as a little tidbit for you listeners i used the cover art of one of the airfix boxes um for one of them because <laughs> just can't get a good picture um those that air, that airfix art box box oh, art though is so cracking art though that's so good once again thanks for listening everybody drop a like a comment a subscription and whatever you're listening to and we'll catch you again yeah and don't forget to follow us over on twitter at fighting on film if you haven't already so you can get in on all this fun that we have pitching movies and such if we didn't get to your idea this time i think we covered them all but that thread kind of sprawled and we may have missed words. So if we did, apologies. But as Robbie said, thank you for listening. Catch you next time. Bye-bye, everyone. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.